Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Podcast for episode 11. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co-host, Alastair Ali. How are you? Hello? I'm speechless! Oh, that <laughs> just died! <laughs> you gotta warn me when you're doing a bit! I I don't think about it until you're talking, and then I just, I surprise myself! Yeah, normally you um, quote my tweets heading into uh, a podcast taping, but uh, grab your kids. Uh, an Ali Lasher tweet just dropped because about five minutes before we recorded this, we have a, this was the best episode in seasons tweet from at last tweets. Seasons. Well, I didn't want to be hyperbolic and be like years. <laughs> <laughs> seasons is like a year. <laughs> last year. Right. Years would be like 10 seasons. So seasons is like two months. Yeah, I mean, I was I was at the edge of my seat the whole ride. Like I found even then I was going through the questions, the listener questions, which you know it's a good episode when the listeners have like multiple multiple questions when we do a same day record from when the mm-hmm. episode dropped. And so I know you guys are jazzed too, but like a lot of people were making jokes about like Emily's reaction or Sarah's emotional reaction. I'm like 
were you not emotional? Are you not entertained? Like, this is what we've gone through the whole season for, is it not? Yeah, you know what's so funny? I do feel like we... I, I, can't, I don't know when this started. We just started to be the more positive ones in the challenge community. But from what I've seen, I still see a lot of negativity around this season. It's really, even this week, people complaining about with the uh, stalemate, which I found a little bit of a bummer. The daily people had a bit of a bummer with. But I agree. I've had a lot of fun watching the season. I thought the emotional, uh, the rawness of it with, with, with Sarah and Danny was great. I thought Emily's reaction. Who doesn't want to see someone put everything into it that they're like bawling their eyes out when they lose. I want people to care and people care. I care. And that's the most shocking thing of all. No, no. Um, But speaking of caring, surprising people who care, uh, we have to issue a correction that I also tweeted about, Mm. but I I owe it to the audience to correct this on the podcast. Um, And and here's what I love about this. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I was just taking a breath. Oh, um stop breathing this is important (laughs) no i i i fancy myself a sportsmanship police of sorts where like i don't like when somebody you know leaves on a sour note and survivor i don't like when somebody like really like somebody can complain about uh something they hear on the podcast that's fine like i get it i I wouldn't want to listen to like people who only saw one side of the story like talk like they know things either believe me I'm sure I'd have a problem with it. But like, I love when somebody is searching things on Twitter or mixing it up with podcasts and listening to the feedback and doesn't take it too seriously and Mm -hmm. is having fun with it. And my favorite part of this correction I'm issuing is of all the things we've said about Danny all season. Now, I don't know how Danny heard this, if Danny's you know, spoiler cousins like told him this or if Danny is listening and jumping around, listening to some of the podcasts, but of even the things I said about Danny's game in that very episode for him to only reach out to correct a factual inaccuracy about his relationship to a tweet. uh, I mentioned that is awesome. (laughs) Like what, what an amazing uh, thing to weigh in on. So Danny messaged me and it tried my eyes like exploded. I had to mm-hmm. like really like look into it. And basically the tweet that we accused him of searching any tangentially related hashtag to the show and responding to it is actually a tweet uh, sent out by his cousin. So and remind me, you didn't put this out on Twitter at all, right? The only way he would have heard about this is, is from our podcast, right? Correct. Uh, somebody listening to the podcast. Right. That's the only. Uh, that's crazy. Way we discuss it. I mean, hi, Danny, if you're listening. Um, I would imagine someone told him about this, maybe the cousin or like one of his friends that listens. But it's crazy that, that this came across his radar, because like you said, it is a pretty innocuous thing. But I guess he wants to clear the air or clear the, the story for his cousin. So shout out to Danny. Well, that's cousin. what's so funny. He was like laughing about it. And I was like, but he doesn't follow you. And he sent a screenshot of the follows you. And I was just like. I prefer the version where you were searching the every challenge adjacent hashtag. Yeah. And he was like, I think that's where I retweeted, but I do search the hashtag before I watch the show to see what people think. Um, you know, I'm just having fun with it while I can. And I was like, we need you mixing it up on Twitter. It's been yeah. silence otherwise, which we've even like fallen off looking at social media because nobody's been using it. I mean, people are just already on the next show and they're right. not even tweeting. And he said, I love it. The legend fans are fun, even though their opinions are one side 100% of the time. And, 
you know, yeah. shots fired. Like, I'll take that hit because I've been, I mean, he's not saying it to me directly, but like, I've been a little bit critical of not understanding the difference between sort of his game and Tori's game in terms of them only protecting their own number ones. And I said, we're stuck in our ways. I put myself in it after 20 years of following these people, but we'll all come around eventually. And it's like, this is my favorite kind of person on the challenge. Yeah. Somebody who is like, in case there was any doubt, he's not on Twitter, like flailing to defend himself and like taking it seriously. Like he's having a good time with it. And that's like ideal reality TV content. Yep. Ups his likability factor by a factor of 10, I would say. So we're all aboard the Danny train. Um, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But Ooh, his, uh, his rep was on the line here tested when, uh, he he's bet on Sarah all season and now Sarah's feet are being held to the fire and it looks like she might balk. I was like, not only was I worried because I didn't want Danny to go in, but I didn't want Danny to like suffer the embarrassment of the horse he bet on the whole season yeah. turning on him. Yeah, there were a couple of key lines that you know they like the drop, especially in the like that opening scene that sets the stage for what's probably gonna happen uh for the uh, voting, where Emily and Yes are saying how they feel great. They feel comfortable. They've built these great relationships. They're hoping to deal with Jordan. The cast pays off. And then even later on, you see Danny being like, oh, I, I'm happy to lose this daily because now Sarah's in charge and I don't have to, I can, you know, don't have to get my hands dirty and I can just chill out. So what those lines come around, you always, you know, peek the, uh, peek the ears a little bit. And uh, it was very troublesome for, for Danny. I would, I would have been very disappointed if this is how his story uh, ended this time around. Yeah, definite agree. Um, it is amazing to see everyone get comfortable enough, just like jumping ahead a little bit from where you're going, of uh, everyone get comfortable enough to stalemate with their relationship with Sarah. But do you think Emily and Yes were really that comfortable with Sarah or it was just a better gamble than refusing to stalemate and then that gives Danny a reason to flip on them? I think Emily was pretty comfortable. I mean, think about like the conversation that her and Sarah had behind closed doors. Like She was hurt surprised sad like i think she thought the relationship uh that she built with sarah trumped anything that she had going in and it wasn't like sarah and danny had a long history of like being friends even like they didn't really plan the same survivor season so there was reason to doubt like their strongness of a connection um obviously they played on usa together but as emily knows that doesn't matter because she was turning on her own people as well so i think she was genuinely very surprised by uh what what ended up happening Interesting. I think it was just their best roll of the dice. It was their only option. Uh, hope, hoping that they could make that happen. And I think she knew. Uh, like, I, I thought it was more likely that Theo would be convinced to turn on Cass than Sarah would turn on Danny. And I think Emily was comfortably number two. And I thought that was, I didn't, I believe that Sarah and Emily have an amazing friendship. I believe that Emily was extremely emotional at the thought of going in, but I believe the way she applied it was extremely a master manipulation. And I mean that as a compliment. Like, I think Emily was saying, but I'm alone, but I have no one else like trying as a last ditch effort to like make something happen. I don't think she thought it was going to be like a duh decision. I guess so. But they, they could have, they could have saved themselves. Right. I mean, we can get to the voting right now, but the fact that, so they go second. Jordan and Kaz already voted for themselves. If Emily and Yes really thought that they were screwed, they, they could have just voted for Jordan and Kaz. Like they 
technically almost kind of buckled on their end of the deal. They had it out. They could have saved themselves. They just voted for Jordan and Kaz. Jordan and Kaz go in and Emily, yes, save themselves. Well, that's like not what I'm quite sure about, right? Because like things have been sort of fluid in the vote. Like if you cast your vote, is that final? If they change their vote, can you not change yours? I feel like, like the, it, yeah, because I think they, like, you know, when people have said who they vote for, there's been like a weird thing. I'm like, or right, I'm going to start it so that it starts like that circle, basically. Um, so I think once you like say your vote, I, I do think it's locked in. I don't think it's like maybe it's not as clear as like dropping your vote in the urn, but I think it's it's declared. I don't know if there's take back on on votes. The way that it seems to be formatted is more of a discussion, like a deliberation. And it happens to like flow into this like public house vote. Like, cause we've seen seasons like you're equating it to the air and we've seen seasons where like they have to go in a room and lock in their actual vote in private or like cast an actual vote. I have a feeling that if yes and Emily wanted to do something that they would have, the the other side of the alliance would have been able to say like, no, then I changed my vote because it doesn't. And I get what you're saying. The edit has suggested like even Danny and Tori say, we want to go last in case like anything funny happens. We still have an opportunity to like change it. I just don't see a world where that like is the actual like final decision that Jordan, that Jordan's like that naive that he's really going to go first and trust Emily and yes, not to flip it. Slash yes is this like, yes is the morality police just police just like danny we're like according to tori the only reason that danny and tori don't vote emily and yes themselves is that danny wants to play this honorable game but like newsflash gentlemen to danny and jordan is like not protecting someone is the same as voting for them <laughs> like yeah. not voting for them because you know sarah's gonna plunge the knife isn't any more or less honorable than turning on them now and it was weird because i don't like to think danny was stressing to play an honorable game. I mean, he wanted to go after like Tory's number ones. And like, that's not very honorable to not like stick by your partner. So it, 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 that was a weird comment that they the, the, the sentiment that Danny's playing an honorable game. And that, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just didn't, that's not the vibe that I've been getting from him this season of like his straight up, just doing what he's, wow, he's going to do. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I, that's not like what I feel like he's been doing. And it was weird that it's like, oh, yeah, well, I know Danny's just going to want to be a straight up and not do anything shady. But like he's trying to go after Tori's ex-fiance, one of her best friends, like as her partner. Like that's not very straight up. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the gag, right? Is like who's defining morality? Mm -hmm. Like Ben ends up working closely with his partner, Casey. In working against Danny and Sarah, his closest friends and gets cast as this like betrayer. Danny has sowed such dissension amongst his own team to protect his closest allies. So I think both of them could say they played an honorable game, Ben to his partner and Danny to his allies, but it depends what side of the table you're on. Right. Right. And I'm look, I gave Danny credit also for the fear of what, why going after the number ones could have backfired with them almost going in. And Danny kind of lays up the, the second fear that he, he wanted to go after her number ones. The fact that they're both in the final, they're both of their strong competitors, they're both of their strong teams. And it does feel like we're setting up for the fact that Tori's number ones are both going to beat Tori. And that's kind of like, and then it's like, the oh, see, Tori, I told you so. We should have got Jordan and, and uh, Casey out a long time ago. Although I guess they tried to get Casey out and she just keeps winning. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it will It will be interesting. It was an interesting sort of like last line to give Danny at the end of this episode of like, you're going to screw us. And I hate to read this of like, 
you could just like tell the vibes. Like Tori and Casey are far too happy in their confessionals to go out the episode before the final. Like I was still at the edge of my seat, mm-hmm. but like now that I'm paying attention to just like the tenor of the confessionals, Danny and Tori, I mean, we said this last week about Danny on Twitter. Like Danny does not have the energy of somebody who's won this season and is no. talking about it on Twitter. Their confessionals are not of the energy of people who won. And Casey and Tori are like, Casey and Tori, Troy and Casey are like the happiest little bunch in Mm -hmm. their confessionals possible. I think Jordan and Cass's confessional energy is probably neutral such that if they won, it would be like an appropriate energy to have. But I don't know. I feel like it's indecisive. And then Sarah and Theo, I don't think even know each other, including in their confessionals. Yeah, Theo's not giving great winner's energy. He had a, uh, a, a tweet today about talking about, you know, th- this season was mainly focused on like people's strategies and, and things like that. And he was just having a good time. And that's why he wasn't really shown. And I feel like that's not winner energy as well. So I do think this is set up for maybe another Casey win and would be quite the performance for her and Troy to come together. And they've won now three eliminations, I think, together. Um, so it, w- it could be potentially a very impressive uh, second win for Casey and second win for Troy. Apologies for that gross sound earlier. You know, when you have a Starbucks refresher, this is a really niche experience. And the like dried fruit that's now reconstituted is in the bottom and you're trying to get it through the little straw hole. And it's like, it's right there, but I shouldn't do that on the podcast. Anyway. Are you drinking yeah, Starbucks uh, right now? Uh, I mean, it's kind of late. <laughs> Unless you're up for a while. I don't keep Brian hours. I don't <laughs> keep <laughs> suburban hours. I'm putting in quotes. Can you feel my quotes? I, like, I, I'm felt, I felt it. I felt the quotes. <laughs> um. But let's talk about some of those other teams. This Cass and Jordan scene was so confusing and out of order to me from last episode, Mm -hmm. such that I thought I had started playing last week's episode where they start as though, like, last week, kind of abruptly, we have Jordan saying, all right, suddenly all I care about is Cass, so I'm going to cut this quick deal. Now we start this episode again with Cass's same confessional about feeling like, Uh, discarded by Jordan except this time we see the conversation that presumably actually occurred before they made the deal last week yeah look it was I felt Jordan's emotions I I felt Kaz's emotions it was nice of Jordan to kind of accept uh, the responsibility of uh, how he talked to her how he treated her and even acknowledging his own fault that like he's sometimes not the best partner to be with people but it does feel like we've had this scene with Jordan a few times about having him having to accept how he's condescending to people and he needs to grow and it's giving like james kennedy vibes where it's like yeah we've heard it we've heard it we've heard it but like until we start seeing changes we're just gonna probably see it again so i it was hard to fully invest in his like apology and uh remorsefulness send up was a liar send up was a liar sorry you said james kennedy um yeah, it, it was. I agree. I felt the same way. I was like, this is a nice conversation. I really like how Cass is like speaking truth to Jordan. Um, and it's not taking her five seasons to come into her own to say this. Like she kind of mm-hmm. shows up knowing who she is. She's a champion herself in her own right. So like she's going to give him the business. And I mean, historically, I think Jordan responds well in these conversations. So if this is your first time watching, um, or your, you know, the listeners' parents who have gotten into the season this season. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, hope you're still here and you enjoyed this episode. But um, this is 
if you're seeing that for the first time, it's like, wow, Jordan can really listen to his partner. Yeah. Um, didn't think he had that in him. No, we see this every other season yeah. from Jordan. Yeah. Let, let's see in a final when Kaz is like slowing them down or messing up something. Let's see how Jordan reacts and see how that goes. <laughs> that, that'll be the real test. Not, you know, when cooler heads are prevailing and you're relaxing in a confessional. Let's, let's see when push comes to shove <laughs> is, 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 is uh, Kaz getting the Anisa treatment or are they, you know, you know, John A and MJ together uh, climbing up a hill. So let, let's see how that goes. Um, then we see how Sarah's phone call home goes. And my biggest takeaway from this conversation with Sarah, her husband and her son is that Wyatt is a fan of the old school real world and old school challenge. Cause he's out here like, Oh, you partying all night. Like, I think he's been watching all stars on people. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think they've been partying all night since like 2005. So I think, uh, I think they're okay. Um, the best pep talk, if we're going to rank, I'd actually, can we do killed and Mary, the pep talk that Emily gives Sarah, sorry, Sarah gives Emily. And you can include the fact that it was laid over the elimination as motivation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, the pep talk that Danny gives Sarah about leaving home Mm -hmm. or the pep talk that Jordan gives Cass, uh, after she confronts him about feeling like an inferior partner. Yeah, I'm definitely going to marry the the Danny pep talk to Sarah. I thought, like, put that, like, you know, give the tattoo of that. That was very good (laughs) stuff about how, you know, points out, like, this is not the first time you left. Your husband is ready to do this. He's a strong guy. You're a strong girl. Like, you're going to kill this. Like, just believe in yourself. Like, that was great. Danny's Danny's great. I want Danny in my corner at all times to, like, give me a pep talk any day of the week. And I would definitely be killing the Jordan pep talk for all the reasons we just discussed. And then it, like the, the self pep talks that Emily and Sarah, they gave each other, they gave themselves, even the, the pep talk that Casey, I think gave herself in the elimination, put that on the list too. That was a good one. A lot of like self-motivating talks that have happened this week. Okay. Wait, are you talking about when Emily is like, you are a global champion? Yeah. And also, but that Casey was, was Sarah. Saying, no, but I thought Casey was saying that to herself also. Did I miss up the subtitles? I thought Casey was talking to herself. Like you could do. Oh, this. you know what? I didn't have the subtitles on. I, I think they were that, both. I think they were both speaking to themselves about like talking themselves up. I think. Okay, wait. I thought that that was Sarah's speech from in the closet, and they played it over Emily's getting mm. ready for the challenge. I can maybe I can first confuse her voice for Casey. When she said, Casey, "Drag the elimination queen through the dirt," mm. like I thought that was Sarah talking about Casey to Emily. Now I'm all confused because I also thought that I heard Casey talking to herself about like roll the clip. A bit. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't have any. Editing room. I mean, whatever. So I guess we'll F that because we don't really know who it is. Uh, we'll kill um, Jordan's, I agree. And I here's what I loved about this pep talk from Danny. Not only was it perfectly applied, like it wasn't just what he would want to hear. Like sometimes I think even myself, like someone's in a bad situation, like you go and you say and you do what you think they'd want you to do, which is really what you'd want them to do if you were in that situation. But here, Danny's saying, it just speaks Sarah's language. Like, he's strong as hell. You married him because he's strong as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, he can handle this. You've left before. Like, that is the kind of stuff that would speak to Sarah. And it just, like, dawned on me, and this isn't, like, a real hot take, but just what I think makes Danny, what I was trying to think about is, like, what makes Danny and Sarah work? Because we did get a little bit of backstory that I think no one had, which is, like, they were close on the challenge champions and they've communicated every day while mm-hmm. preparing for this challenge and talking and making sure they're motivated and working out and whatever. 
what makes Danny and Sarah successful as a as a team and Ben and Sarah unsuccessful or even Danny and Ben. But I think we see Sarah in two strong friendships and one thrives and one doesn't survive here. And it really is to me, they have the same outlook on the game. Uh Like you can have your best friend. You can be Nehemiah and Brad. You could show up Wes and Kellyanne. Like you could show up with people that you've had Kellyanne and John a from this season. You can have 20 year relationships with people but if you don't play the same way or view the game the same way, you're that's not a friendship does not an alliance make. Danny and Sarah might have less of like years between them or experiences weren't on the same season, all the things you laid out, but they see the game the same way and they want to work with the same people. And that is like the most dangerous bond for an alliance. Yeah. And there's just like a, a very good mutual respect between the two of them. I think they both but probably because like you said, they're playing very similar. They respect how they're playing. So it's like respecting yourself basically, but there is that they're not like talking behind each other's back. There's no, there's no, there's no question about where they stand. Like even here, Danny's like that first time questioning it, but Sarah came through. So that only is only going to reassure Danny, or I guess she didn't have the chance to reassure, uh, come through, but um, it's just only going to like strengthen them even further. So yeah, they're, they're lockstep and barrel now. So we get to the daily and I only really today noticed that they've still been doing those breakdown of the percentages. Yeah, I, I haven't really noticed them either. It was cool at the beginning, and it's, you know, the the allure has faded. How much agility do we... I think it said, like, 20% agility. I don't know if I would have put agility into downfall. I feel like they should have added, just for a subtle dig, like 10% deal-making from the previous daily. Yeah, exactly. That. Collusion. Yeah, 10% collusion. But yeah, so we had downfall. Um, they all had to swim out. Big swimming. I don't know if they're doing it just because of Emily, but it does feel like there's an excess amount of swimming dailies this season. But they had to swim out um, to floating uh, ropes or uh, you know things to climb up. Uh, you pull a color of a team to eliminate whoever gets there first. You can pull a color of a team to eliminate immediately. They go straight in. The other teams continue climbing, eliminate people along the way. And then the last couple of teams have to solve a puzzle to unlock a code. And that person wins. I like some things about this challenge. I don't like some things about this challenge. I'll let's start with the good. What did you like? End of podcast. Um, I I like any element that's like taking a dig at somebody else, chopping your coconut, like showing where people are, pulling your wire and trivia. Like as a general matter, I like challenges that expose where people are in mm-hmm. the game. I think this is a little bit late for that to be impactful and it was insurmountable, right? Like in a world where there's a four team majority and a one for, I don't know if those numbers are right, whatever. Like let's say like everybody in the house was working together except for one team. I want there to be some way for that person to win and have control of the game going into the end. Like, Basically, the most neutral team was going to win this because everybody was going to get to the ladder and have a shot to like pull them. You can only pull one team, at, you know, and then you keep going and then you're going to get pulled. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it really was effective, particularly not for the last challenge before the final. Yeah, I think that's my big problem with that. I'm OK with doing this anywhere in like the beginning, middle. That's that's really fine. I just feel like for the last for the last daily, it, everyone should have fate in their own hands. It shouldn't just be like. Theoretically, they could have like Emily and uh, they could have got their second and or I mean, Troy and Casey could have got their second and they still would have been eliminated. Like, I just don't I, I 
I'd rather this be a place where it's more in the middle of the season, less daily. It should be really in the hands of everyone in their of their own competitors and not even something that can be so easily thrown and manipulated like how Jordan and Kaz are able to do it. I'd rather each team just kind of has to do their own thing. I wanted to also go back and see what the terms of the deal were. Um, but then I had a technical difficulty in that I forgot. Um, so I wanted to see like, was the agreement, if you remember with Jordan and Cass and Emily, yep. yes, was it, I believe he said, if we are at the finish line, we will sit down and we will not win. We will let you. like, did he say we won't win? Or did he say we will let you win? It's a good question. I know we definitely said something about if we're at the finish line, we will like stop and not win. Um, even if they said like we will stop and let you win, that implies that it has to be like them two at the end. So I do I, I kind of am on Jordan's side with the technicality of like, yeah, like we won't win. And if it's down to the two of us, you could win. But if we can stop you along the way, like we're going to stop you along the way. So I, I feel like with Jordan, I don't even think they would backed out on their deal. Not Also, I would have loved that they just fully backed out and just like that, screw it, this is the last daily. We'll worry about that next season. But I don't even think they were, screw it. I don't think they were even like backing out of the deal fully. I mean, it's complete bullshit. Like, I, if they said, we will let you win, there's no world they contemplated this being the format of the challenge where they could sabotage you to this great of an extent like this isn't like you hose down the runway and they can slip on it this is like we take you out of the game so if he's if he said we will let you win he violated his deal that said who cares i'm with you it's like the technicality is so insulting if i'm yes and emily i would have rather you just won than push us out and then do the charade of you not winning like it, you've you've breached the deal. The spirit of the contract has been breached. I don't care on the technicality. Just win the effing challenge and don't throw us in. How about that? Like, it's just like, I, I know that was the whole reason for the yeah. backdoor deal in the first place. But like, it, instead, Jordan makes this whole show too. Like, that's the other thing. At some point, like, it's humiliating that he gets involved. Him and Cass are helping them win. Tori hasn't been, like, brought up to speed on this. It embarrasses everybody there, including the winners. I just thought it was such a pathetic showing. Yeah, and also I, I missed it. I want someone to have killer instinct on the show sometimes. Like I want Jordan just to have a confessional, being like, you know what, screw it. This is the last daily. Like we're just winning. Or even Kaz being like, you know what, Jordan's like trying to like take control of this whole thing the whole season. I'm not taking a chance. He's going to do something stupid and have us go into elimination. I'm going to go and win this right now and deal with the consequences later. I want someone to stop playing so nice and friendly and like this is of all the times to do it this is the perfect opportunity it's the last alley you tj's made it clear if you win this you punch your ticket to the final there's nothing there's nothing else to worry about just win i would have loved to seen cash just be like you know what screw it i'm banking our spot in the final and we're winning this yeah i agree um i, I had the same reaction i was like even if you're playing for future seasons you really think yes and emily are the future of the challenge such that they'll have such a great impact. Like the, but this betrayal will have such a great impact on your future in the challenge. No, it will not. Like, yeah. I'm not saying Emily won't be back and won't hold a grudge or yes, won't be back on all stars and you won't hold a grudge, but like, this isn't, you know, bananas and Ani. like, this is like a very new person and a person who's only ever been on P plus. Yep. Yep. No, I, that I said, totally 
Oh, also, you rarely know that something is confirmed to the last challenge before the final. You know, like a lot of times you're speculating it, but like maybe there could be another opportunity or maybe the winner of the elimination could then decide two people to get thrown in and you don't want to have a last betrayal against them when they get and give them a reason. Like TJ has said, this is the last elimination for the, for, before the final. This is the no consequence zone. This is when, and obviously there can be stuff during the final, but like this is traditionally when the big dogs go after each other because now you need to get them out before the end. That said, I think Sarah and Theo are probably the least threatening team available. And so if you really feel confident because Theo and Kat is going to protect Cass and you really feel confident that Danny's going to protect Sarah, it's not so bad to have the weakest team get a ticket punch to the final right away. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, I guess so, but... You just never know, right? Like, I, I, I that's what I mean more so saying for Kaz, just because of how erratic sometimes Jordan can be with like his pride and like trying to like show up people. Like, if I was Kaz, I'd be like, I, I don't even want to risk it anymore. I just, I just want to win. Yeah, I still, sorry, I can't let these freaking dragon birds go. I'm going to put it further away. Um, I, you're right. <laughs> Kaz's biggest threat to her team's safety is Jordan. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I guess I would have loved to see the conversation between Kaz and Jordan when they went to make that deal. Like we still haven't seen that, but seemingly she was really on board with it. Seemingly, seemingly so. We didn't get really any indication indication that she wouldn't have been. So we can only go based off that. The other thing I find really interesting is like Emily and yeses like vendetta to put um, Tori, Troy, and Casey in like. Are you surprised they didn't drop? I mean, now, maybe this deal helped them in two ways because I think they really should have dropped Jordan and Cass, but knowing that they promised not to win, you right. keep them in, I guess, as yeah. less of a threat. Yeah, I think that's what they were backing on. Like, oh, like, there's only five teams in it, but one of them's not going to win or throw it to us in their mind completely. So why would we knock them out in this type of this type of daily so I, I think it made sense in their minds why they would keep uh jordan and cass in and look they, i mean they have they had to know like troy and casey would gun for them so at this stage if you have one dean that's specifically a gun for you you have to make sure they don't win because in their mind like the winner would still get to decide who goes in so i i think it, i think it was the right move so then what's the logic if they if they dump if they dump danny and tori such that sarah is sort of trapped like she does now you become sarah's number one because danny's already going in uh then sarah can't win because you need her to vote with you so i think that's the ideal configuration for emily and yes would have been drop danny somebody else drops sarah and then jordan and cass or casey and troy win Again, you don't know that only one team's getting voted in. So, right. like, really, Casey and Troy winning wouldn't have made a bit of difference for her. Right. But in their minds, like, worst-case scenario is um, uh, Casey and Troy winning. Because they would automatically throw them in if they were one yeah. of the two teams. So, they and I can't blame them for not thinking that they would change up the, the voting structure, which is very funny because I think last week I made a claim that, like, 
Oh, they, you know, once they make a claim about what the rules are, they don't really change it. And here they changed it twice in one episode. So, uh, but it's it's hard to get on them for not thinking that things would, would be different here. And no, no, I'm not getting on them. I'm just talking about the yeah, 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 yeah. Like hindsight being 2020, I guess that would have been their best outcome is they drop Danny and become Sarah's number one and she doesn't win. So she's around to vote. Yeah. Which uh, would have been big, big ifs. Um, but the consequence to me of continuing to send in Casey and Troy into the elimination is honestly like I always talk about momentum being a really big factor in team relationships. I think we talked about it a lot when you could like change your partner mm-hmm. uh, multiple times. Um, and it ended up, I guess, not really mattering in the team that won that season. But regardless, um, don't let that ruin the point. This is a good point. I like it. <laughs> Casey and Troy arguably have the least momentum, the least team chemistry, the least experience working together. They both seemingly liked their own partners. I think Troy and Amber had a really special relationship and Ben and Casey had what they had. Um, by continuing to go into eliminations and win back to back to back together, backs against the wall, I think they are really, really primed to have amazing momentum going into this final. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think the fact that they allowed them to build this sense of communication and trust with each other, that if they, like, if they not face, I know it's hard to say, like, you want to get them out, but if they not really face an elimination going into a final, uh, there might be a little uncertainty that they each would have for each other. I know they both view themselves rightly so as good competitors, but there's a difference until you start doing it with each other. Um, So the fact that they've now built that trust with with both of them, they both equally have come through in different moments and different eliminations that they know they either can really really rely on each other. Uh, it really sets them up more so than almost any other pair that has really built up this sense of trust with each other, and they were the last pair thrown together. Yeah, definitely one to watch. Um, and I think everybody knows it. We Absolutely. kind of get that overlaying the whole episode. Um, so when we get to the the voting, the discussions. I know you said you thought there was a chance, at least a chance that Emily, that Sarah would go with Emily here. Like, what did you think was going to be the outcome before you saw it? Like, I'll just say, I thought, I guess I didn't realize how much of a non-starter sending in cast was going to be. Yeah, I, I didn't even think Emily and Yes would be the ones that, I thought Danny or Tori were going to be the ones to be like, actually, I'm not risking this. We're just going to vote in Emily. And yes, like I thought that's where Tori was going to go. I, I I didn't expect them all to vote for themselves. I thought whoever was going to vote last was going to be like, actually, the power's in my hands right now. And why would I leave it up to a fate of a stalemate just in case? I'm just going to throw in Emily and yes here and they're going to go in. That's where I thought this was going. Yeah, I mean, look, it really it's the same principle that Tori was applying. Like, I'd rather not be the one to vote for my friend like Danny now seemingly applies it also like i'd rather put my fate in my number one's hands than cast a vote myself what i'm surprised in when sarah and danny had this conversation where dan you know we're pretending and i don't mean pretending i i believed it like where sarah's having this legitimate conversation with danny that makes him think like it's not a done deal and danny says well then you should have given me a heads up so that i could have stabbed emily in the back myself I think that's a weird situation that they didn't have a conversation about before, or maybe they did like Danny is not Danny is close to Emily, but certainly not as close as Sarah is. Mm -hmm. And so almost Danny, by putting it to Sarah, 
we're thinking he's putting it to Sarah is putting her in a bad situation and he should have just voted. Like when we go back to the morality, isn't this a bigger betrayal on Sarah by making her do it than it would have been to just vote for Emily? Yeah, I think I, yeah, maybe Danny didn't really un- like realize how strong the relationship that Emily and Sarah built, right? Like maybe they thought they were just, you know, Sarah was using her a little bit, building it, giving them some outs for an alliance and didn't really realize how close they became and kind of underestimated or maybe he rightly estimated because Sarah realized that she wasn't going to do that to Danny. And I guess Emily overestimated the friendship that she had built with Sarah. So I think Sarah probably could have been a little pissed at Danny for like, why why are you making me do this um, when you could have just done it yourself? Uh, So I think that would have been an interesting dynamic if it played out like that, but she didn't really see it like that. Sarah, that is. I like from Sarah that from what we saw, it came down to Sarah is going to get to save one person. Theo is going to get to save one person. And so like, therefore Sarah will lose one of her closest allies. What I thought was going to happen is the biggest social move of Sarah's, any of Sarah's games (laughs) is that Sarah was going to convince Theo to send in Jordan and Cass, because I think there's an argument to be made for them being the biggest threats in the final, whether Mm. that's true or not. Like, Jordan and Kaz are going to be brutal to beat. We will lose to them. You haven't talked to her in a year. Like, do you really think she'd throw her game away for you? Look what she did to Tristan. Like, there's just a social way to, I think, finesse this, where she could convince Theo that Emily and Yes and Danny and Tori are people they can beat more so than Jordan and Kaz. But I respected Sarah for not putting that kind of manipulation on Theo, at least that we saw. Yeah. And that would have been a tough villain pill to swallow for Theo. I, I, I would have been surprised to see him really stab her in the back like that. Um, you know, coming back from such a long way off. I feel like he's excited to get back in to do. That's a pretty that would be a pretty villain thing to do right before a final to screw over uh, your close ex friend rekindleish thing like that. That That would have been a really brutal for Theo to do. See, it's interesting. I'm not getting, I think, what the edit wants me to get, which is that Theo and Cass are legitimately close. Like, I didn't feel like Cass was a big villain for throwing Tristan in, even though we saw that conversation right before the end that she would, like, stump for him. And I know the relationship's different, but, like, we really haven't seen much of the Cass and Theo relationship. We've seen Cass say that she's his number one. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this. We've seen Theo kind of be like, yeah, good to see you, bro. Like, whatever. Um, and, you know, I never really knew whether that relationship, like, push came to shove. If the, I think Theo even said once, like, I'm not going to lose this for her. So, like, I think he said something that cast out in my mind, or maybe I hallucinated. That's happened. Like, I just didn't think their relationship was that strong to trump Jordan's existence as her teammate. And like, I, you know, I don't know that yeah. I, I, I think it could have, I understand why people would view it as a villain move. I think just cause you used to date and you haven't talked in a year and now you show up and she says you're her number one means that you owe her anything. Yeah. I, th- I think it would have to be a, a really clear, clear case of them being like an overwhelming dominant team. And like the team you're voting in, like is like the layup of like, how could you possibly do that? But Emily and yes are a pretty strong team themselves. Like, 
you know, as yes, as one of recent final, Emily is dominant in, in certain areas. So it's not like they were voting in some crappy layup and it's like a stupid move. Like, I think there's a case to be made in a certain final that Emily and yes would be like the most, uh, the biggest threat to, to anyone. So I think there were really have to be extenuating circumstances to, to make the case that for Theo to go that way for Cass, unless they really, like you said, maybe they like, they really aren't that close at all and you can just do it anyway. But I, I, I feel like, it would have to be very clear that they're the top team that you have to get out. And I just don't think that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have the vill any villain backlash probably would have gone onto Sarah of like, Oh, you manipulated your partner to betray his friend mm-hmm. rather. And I think Theo probably would have been like in the hot tub by himself and gotten away with it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, Oh, we have a really long question about Jordan Ooh. and Tori. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I forget why I even put this in here. Oh, because this is the conversation where Jordan and Tori like have a conversation about the deal and how that makes like Tori feel. And Jordan's like, I always put you first. And this is the first time I've ever done anything for me in my mm-hmm. entire life. And it's still for us because we're both still here and nothing actually happened. So, Romy says, Love you guys. And you're the reason I now pay for P plus. Where's that commission? But it's so worth it to be able to hear your takes at each week and go back and watch old seasons and listen to old episodes of the podcast. With regard to the overall Tori and Jordan Alliance this season, and in keeping with what Danny said a few weeks ago about a conversation being edited out where Tori said that Casey gave her money in the final. Do you think Tori and Jordan have some sort of deal where they will give each other money at the end? If one of their teams wins, Otherwise, I don't understand what the goal is. Take each other as far as you can and then turn on each other. Doesn't seem like that's what their plan is. Seems like they both want their teams to be in the final and run against each other. They're ride or die for each other to this extent. Seems a bit much. I understand wanting to be cordial, have good working relationships since it's not a normal breakup and they continue to see each other and literally work on the same show. I think they both view the show as their jobs at this point. Or perhaps... They came to a truce to not embarrass each other the way they did last season with regard to hookups, etc. Regardless, I find their adamant to be a bit much and feel like there might be more to it slash money involved. We've had exes on the show before, and I get that they were engaged, which is more than a casual ex. But I'm, I guess I'm just curious if there's more to their alliance and curious about your thoughts on the situation. They might just care for each other, and it'd be that simple. But curious what your takes are. Whew. That was long, um, but, no, but very insightful. I mean, it's all good points. I think it's important to remember they're not like the only alliance that has been so blindly wanting to take each other to the end. Like we see this a lot on the challenge. Like even going back to like the you know the Kenny and Evan days. Like they would all want to bring all of them to the final, regardless of like if they thought they could beat one another or who their partners were. They were just friends and like. They just want to get to the end together and see one of them can win. I think it's just complicated because they are exes and normally with exes, you don't necessarily see that level of loyalty. Um, and like there's showing loyalty to other people as well. But like this is not some new thing that they're no matter what wanting to run a final with each other, regardless of if it's like the best game move for them. Like this is pretty common. We do see in the challenge. Yeah, I, I think. We also, you know, used to see the big dogs riding together and then would take like the last week or two to like try to clip somebody, mm-hmm. like put two people in a hall brawl together and hope one of them get out or whatever, like take a final shot, which was always frustrating. But 
here I do think like, yeah, they actually do want to run against each other. I think Tori is a student of Jordan's game, even though she has paved her own way now. Jordan sort of molded her or they had a similar similar attitude about the game, just like Danny and Sarah, in that Jordan does not shy away from competition. Jordan wants to beat the best. The stuff that Tori was saying earlier on with Danny was it only last week, geez, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. where she was like, well, we haven't even earned our spot. Like, let's go into an elimination. We need to earn this. We need to contribute. We need to be like physically at the top of our game. That's all that matters. And like, if you win strategically, you barely won. Like you need to go fight for yourself. That is the Jordan and Tory school. So like, I don't think there's actual money being shared between them. I think it's just, we go to the end, we compete. And that, and if I lose to you, I lose to you. Like that's just sort of the attitude they have. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. And look, if you're doing this, this game, the show with, so when a push comes to shove, like more likely than not, you're going to side with the person that you have like an outstanding long history with. Like it takes a lot for someone to go against someone in these games. Like even if you're doing these things for fun, like if you have someone you're close with, it just makes sense that you're going to want to work with them unless there's extreme circumstances where you wouldn't. So to expect Jordan and Tori to ever really go at each other, go against each other would take a lot, which is like the frustration I get of having them both on the same season, especially when they're in different pairs and it like lumps so many other people into it. and just makes it kind of sometimes a little frustrating as a viewer, but for their perspective, I don't know what else they could really be doing. Like it, it would be pretty hard for them to be like, Oh, I'm definitely going to go after Tori. I'm definitely going to go after Jordan like that. It'd be, that'd be pretty brutal on each of their parts. Yeah, I think the biggest criticism I can make of Tori's game is the complaint I made this whole time, which is I don't think she socialized it with Danny correctly um, in, in in language mm-hmm. that made sense for his game, too. Um, but also, I think having sort of this blind loyalty from like a debt perspective to Casey was also a bit strange. Like, I don't agree that because someone gave you $50,000 that you owe them anything in this game. No. And I and believe that like, Tori would have that perspective. Yeah, I, I agree. I think she would. I think she probably does. Um, and that's like a little bit of the frustrating thing that I know we've talked about a lot of the bad press then it's sent that people could just give away money. That's like like should be rule number one in any of these games is you can't share money because that opens yourself up to some bad situations down the road. Uh, speaking of opening up, Grant says, hmm. were y'all laughing as much as I was after all that talk Sarah gave all season of this is a game you signed up for, for stop being emotional. Then she mm-hmm. had the biggest meltdown we've seen this season overthrowing someone in she just met. Yeah, it's easier. I mean, look, it's easier to say that and then push comes to shove and you have to do it. It's it's certainly different, but look, she did it, right? She was, or she was going to do it. She was going to vote in Emily. She wasn't going you know, like, to try to back her back out or like pump the decision to Theo. Like she was, she was going to make that decision, which is more that other people have, you know, made even this episode. So credit to her for at least stepping up. Yeah. I, I actually didn't think she had a meltdown. Like I think a meltdown, yeah. would have been like, Theo, you have to send Cass in. Like, I'm not, I'll go in. Like I'm not sending these people in. Like I don't think she was willing to send herself in for her relationships like she was willing to make a call 
Mm-hmm. Um, interesting that she had the conversation with Emily in the bathroom, like off camera. I don't know if that right. was for her, for Emily, but like, I think she had a pretty reasonable reaction given the circumstances. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think look, she was forced to choose between two very close people and she, she was going to make the decision. So that, yeah, it's a difficult decision to make. Before we get to Hall Brawl, um, mm. Zach writes from Brian's burner account, should Sarah, I added that, should Sarah and Theo have casted the vote? It seems weird that this is the one time the winner doesn't decide, regardless of whether they made the final. Look, TJ warned them. Once TJ warns you, all, all, uh, all could be uh, any, anything's on the table. So TJ said, don't stalemate again. I'm warning you, don't stalemate again. Um, and, and it came down to it. So, oh, What sucks is like decision to change. I think it would have been fun if the fact that uh, this Sarah and, and, and um, Thea weren't making the decision if something different would have happened, but it would have been the same decision anyway. So that's what makes it kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, I was stumping for this kind of last week. I like when somebody, uh, I like when there's the 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 challengers think they get one over on production. The challengers think they control the game, and it's like, no, I'm the boss. I'm the captain now. Like you don't control me. I control you. You want to have this freaking stalemate vote three votes in a row? Then the loser's gonna decide. Like I like that. Like get control of the classroom. I I think it's been kind of boring that they've used stalemate as an option. My biggest gripe is they should if they were gonna change it as a punishment, they should have changed it last week and not like immediately so that it actually has an effect. I think to your point, like if they've already made this decision, this is how it's going to go. And it's the last vote. You're not really having any impact by changing it. Um, And I don't like the bullshit justification of like, they're not in the game anymore. Like don't make up rules. Just say I'm punishing you. Yeah. Well, the funny when TJ was setting this up, I didn't think that's where he was going with this. I thought he was going to say like, all right, you all want to vote for yourselves. Like you're all coming down then. And we're going to have a four, team elimination and like whoever loses is out. Like I thought like everyone was about, it was about to be like a mini uh, purge or something like that. Like that's what I thought TJ was like leading this. towards. That would have been cool. Um, Almost as cool, but not as cool as that would have been is Jordan whispering. Try us when, <laughs> when we find out the Casey and Troy are going to get to decide. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, look, it was, as they, I think even as Casey and Troy said, like, yeah, I think we, this is an easy, easy decision. Uh, certainly easier than the one that Sarah would have had to make, but they were the same decision was made with with Emily and yes uh, being voted in. So bad luck on their part that both like the winner and the loser were gunning <laughs> for them. So there was really nowhere to hide for, for Emily and yes. Uh, Caitlin G says, what's more important, revenge or winning? I know Trent Casey ended up winning, but logically wouldn't it make sense to pick the team that weighs significantly less than the other two for a physical elimination? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the Hall Brawl is one of the few eliminations when you see it, it's pretty clear what it's going to be. Um, so I think seeing that, uh, especially for someone like Casey, who has been around now for a little bit, she should have known that was coming. Going against Emily was not going to be easy. Troy and Yes are pretty similarly sized. Like even during their battle, it was hard to tell almost who was who. Uh, so yeah, I guess if you're looking for the size portion, you go with. I, uh, Jordan and Kaz, I guess, would be the move, but I don't know if you necessarily want to go against Jordan in elimination. So I don't think there really was like an easy decision here. Yeah, I actually think Emily and Yes were the right decision. Um, because you're definitely not going to do Danny and Tori. Like that's definitely no. not going to be the choice. So I think 
Jordan beats Troy 100 times out of 100 in Hallbrow. Maybe 98 times out of 100. Like, I really think it would be very, very difficult for Troy to beat Jordan. I give, even without seeing this when I was sizing him up, I give the edge to Troy over Yes. Because while Yes, I think, is a bit taller than Troy, Troy is so much faster than Yes. And that's not anything against yes Troy's very fast and he's small and he's compact and yes is a bit older and that's just the way the cookie crumbles Mm -hmm. and I think Emily and Casey like Emily probably Casey probably feels more confident taking on a bigger person like Emily or a stronger person than having Troy have to size up against Jordan like I'd rather have Casey take the odds like take the harder battle than Troy if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense yeah, Tracy doesn't need a layup. Not that cast a layup, but like Tracy doesn't really need it. I think yes is the weaker between Jordan and yes. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think in the end it was probably the right decision, and um, you know they were also gunning for each other. They have the emotional aspect to that as well. So I think that w- that was the move to make. Unless it was like a, l- a swimming elimination, I- it would have been very surprising to see them not pick uh, Emily and yes here. Um, one thing I did like is the coin toss being uh, men are tails and head, the head is women. Yep. Uh, you're an ass. Get it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that did make me chuckle in the midst of what was otherwise a totally nail-biting, exciting, unbelievable hall brawl for me. Yeah, it was great. It would, you know, sometimes we get hall brawls, we get all excited, and then it's like Enzo against, you know, whoever it was, <laughs> which was brutal. So this was like a, a very good, each round was great. Each round was close. Um, very exciting. I didn't know. I, I, I was very torn of who I thought was going to win. Uh, so yeah, it was very, very exciting. And as it should be for the last of the nation, this is what I'm sure they had, you know, drawn up what they wanted it to be. So very exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, I will say, I really do think that yes. And Emily like really deserved it. Like to come in, lose your closest ally very early on to like a medical situation. To be for your close ally to be medically separated from the game, and then to build fresh relationships, you know, work your way in. Yes, was not a really connected legend, and I really respect the game that they played and how far they were able to make it uh, together. Um, but I was rooting for Troy and Casey. Like Troy's really like won me over here. Yeah, they well, get stuffed. They got stuffed, Emily. And yes, they got stuffed. I think you do with that when you're getting stuffed. <laughs> Alexis says Emily sobbing after the elimination made my day, especially when Casey started celebrate. Am I a jaded person? <laughs> that's kind of mean. I don't know. I felt bad. She like she came pretty close to the final and winning her other season here, right before the final. That's brutal. I, I you know it, it's nice to see someone like that care though. That's that like I said at the top, and it was you know those are raw, pure emotions um, from Emily. So. Yeah, I was sad, but I, if look, if you don't like Emily, then sure, you can very much enjoy it. Look, I think Emily has the heart of a champion, right? Like Emily is an Olympic champion. So like mm-hmm. having her have that reaction, like that is the reaction of a competitive athlete like, to have that level of drive to get to the Olympics. Like you have to eat, sleep and breathe that feeling of a win. And so I didn't feel like it was anything other than like an athlete grieving a loss. Like I didn't think it was like necessarily about the challenge or whatever. I just thought it was like a pure raw 
energy release from what was a very intense competition. Um, And yeah, I didn't like relish in it, uh, but I respect people. It's TV. You definitely can. Um, What was satisfying to me is her saying like, this is karma, because I do think from the very first episode, she's the first person who says like, yeah, well, all she's now, but like not always. And even they could do the flashback of the clip to say, Oh, I really like Sarah. I may have to turn on her. You know, she was always so quick to like be thinking about like when she plots her knife in the back and then she gets got. And I like that she's willing to turn on people. She made the show more interesting, but sometimes you get got. Yeah. I wonder how this season could have gone for her if the Aussies, you know, really stuck together with Kiki and Troy along the way. It could have gotten very, very different for all of them involved. Now it's just Troy in the final um, and everyone else is gone. So it would have been would have been a much different season if the Aussies were as strong as, you know, like the UK or, you know, the Argentinians uh, were. I know you said if everyone else is gonzo, like the Muppet. <laughs> um, but yeah, very interestingly, we have three countries of four represented. Shout out to Argentina. Womp, but that's womp. pretty cool. Um, we find out they're going to start the final right now. We see a few clips, Conductor TJ, that's going to be fun. Yep. We do see two people on separate teams who are in hospital beds. Do you think yeah. we're going to have any medical separations in the final? We usually do. I feel like I feel like the last few, someone always goes down. Hopefully there's no uh, you know, Sudoku's involved and everyone's hands are falling off. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see if they made some proper tweaks for this final. The fact that they're starting it at night, you know, was a little troublesome. But I, I would imagine that just like staying up all night and they're doing something in the bulk of the finals is going to be tomorrow. So we'll we'll see what they have laid out here. If Danny gets medically separated from the game, I don't think he's entitled to be mad about going against Tori's number ones. I don't think that counts <laughs> as being beaten by the number ones. It's beaten, beaten by yourself. But I hope he's not medically separated. Yeah, he was like the only one to really win the final last season. So he should be prepared for anything. So do we both think Casey and Troy are going to take it? Yeah, that would be. I, I I would love to see Danny win, but I totally agree. His energy on Twitter. I mean, unless he's doing like the the Tony method of just going nuts the way uh, Tony <laughs> did when he won. But I, I would put my chip on Casey and Troy as well. I agree, and I think uh, my second place would be Jordan and Cass. So I don't, you know, Jordan ultimately ends up being right. Uh, Jordan, Ooh, that's a slip. Danny ends up being right potentially. That if I'm looking at the field, I think. Tori's allies are their biggest threats and Danny's closest ally is the biggest goat. And I don't think Theo and Sarah are goat. I just think they're looking like fourth place to me. Yeah. And Troy and Casey are both, they both seem pretty well set up to do well in what a final would kind of lay out. So they're going to be tough to beat, but it should be, I mean, like all four, I could close my eyes and see any of them winning, but it, it should be pretty close. Um, I pulled a few tweets. Uh, one was the Theo tweet you mentioned if the show was more about drama and comedy then you would have seen more of me but unfortunately it was more about bedroom plans for every challenge or elimination so guess i didn't make the cut in that way shrug emoji only so much i could do which so many things i read this incorrectly so many times first of all i thought for sure he was going home as a result of sending this tweet it's a very as you mentioned very bizarre tweet to send the episode you make the final yeah um and you he got a segment like he definitely he definitely didn't have as much conversation about like defending the cast thing. Like that just kind of seemed like Sarah came to that on her own. I'm sure there were conversations, but like he got a little solo shot in the hot tub, which was kind of funny. 
It was funny. That was his funny goofy scene. But he was probably pissed like the one time they win, they don't even get to make the decision. That's got to be about a bit of a bummer. This is also how much things have changed at this show. Like when I first read this, I read it as like, if the show wasn't so much focused on drama, you would have seen more of me because I'm the strategic mastermind that got cut out. Like, it's very weird to see somebody be like, if the show wasn't about what the show's about, I was having a blast. And it's like, I do wish we saw more of that. Right. Especially, yeah, that that would have been great to see. I feel like there there was opportunity for those scenes to be included. um, Hopefully next time. And hopefully Theo gets that opportunity. Um, and then yes clarifies. I'm really mad I didn't go back and listen to this deal. Challenge world champ facts. We told Jordan and Kaz that we won't say their names if they don't say ours. They couldn't do that due to other promises he made. So Jordan offered to quote, let us win if they were in first. Crazy, but his idea. We were first anyways. So that just adds more confusion because if he said we'll let you win, then they didn't keep up the deal. But if he said, we'll let you win if we're in first, then he did because they weren't in first and he wasn't in a position to let you in, which is like what he did with Sarah. So very bizarre. By Yes's tweet, I think Kaz and Jordan would have been scot-free to win that challenge based on what the deal Yes is saying they made. Yeah, the fine print. They, they, they Each side needs like better attorneys to really iron out these details before yeah. you know they, they're putting the pen to paper here. People are like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm qualified as a lawyer, but I review tweets describing deals made on reality television shows. <laughs> Instead of FaceTiming home, should they FaceTime their lawyers to like review contracts? Uh, then Danny says, I love you, my guy. We connected on day one on real life issues and goals and you have to play your game. But I hated that deal then and I hate it now. So I don't face emoji. Let me see if Danny has said anything else. Um, cha 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 cha. Um, Emily and Yes should have voted for Jordan and Kaz, but what do I know? Shrug emoji. Interesting. Okay. Should have voted. Was that for... discussed? So he's saying what you're saying that Emily and Yes should have flipped their vote and not even been an issue. Right, but then it's like a question of like, are votes actually solid, or um, you know, what what is when you vote mean? Is it locked? But yeah, that if if they they should have seen the writing on the wall that you know they were probably going in, and this was their one chance to really say themselves. Then iconic uh, retweet, Danny retweeted, "Ladies, let that man watch the game in peace." <laughs> <laughs> Kiki strikes me as a sports fan. Don't tell me Kiki's not letting you watch the game. I feel like if your husband played in the NFL for a number of years, you have to be some level of a sports fan. That'd be kind of crazy to not at least appreciate it somewhat. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe th- we'll get a correction on that. Mm-hmm. Man, do you think Kiki will they'll, uh, ever get both of them on the show? I mean, there's so many different formats of the show that they could put the, put the, for put the Yeah, like that'd be great. I don't like, know. Kiki goes at Tori for like making uh, her husband's life hell for a season. That'd be funny. Kiki versus Tori. What a battle. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the half the season is bloodlines anyway, because like fiancés and exes are on the show. So why not uh, relatives? Uh, yeah. I guess not relatives, wives. You know, what was very reassuring in the preview after the, the three part final we had last season. The fact that in the preview, 
just to confirm, we hear TJ say that congratulations, you're the winner. Just to confirm that it is just like a one part final. That was, that was very nice to hear. I was like, wait, maybe they're gonna are they gonna stretch this out? Is it gonna be two parts? No. Knock out the All right, final well, that's giving medical separation then. Because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So confirmed one part. Is there a reunion for this? I don't think so. I feel like they don't really do reunions for the Paramount Plus ones. Uh, has there ever been an All Stars reunion? I don't recall there being one. I don't recall being on trial, Brian. And there wasn't even one uh, USA one either. There was no reunion. I don't think anyone <laughs> would want to do it after the, the uh, shit show that final. But yeah, I don't think they do reunions for Pamela Plus. All right. Well, so that's it. That's we'll be done next week. Yeah. You can subscribe. Rob's website.com slash challenge feed. Follow me on Twitter and TikTok. Call Brian underscore. I can follow you. You follow me at last tweets. Check out new girl, old guy just dropped right before this. So by the time you're listening to this, Ooh. there's a new fresh episode of new girl, old guy in your podcatcher. Lovely. Um, and check us out talking about Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Next week. Of Brian Cohen, Rob has website.com slash Bravo feed next week. The final and the reunion cooking in action. Still no word on all stars four. So Maybe like a couple week break after the season ends before another child season. But um, I would imagine coming soon, coming this spring, All-Stars 4, probably. So until next week for the finale, have a good one. It's the-